Good evening. This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you are listening to the Elchar Chronicles. I'm your host, Karen Elchar. This program chronicles issues of law and order and our local justice system, the environment, indigenous history with special guests that dig deep into topics less talked about here in the Lehigh Valley. This evening, our topic is the recently passed Pennsylvania House Resolution 87 to help protect Pennsylvania's critical animal habitats, including wildlife corridors. Achievement of the parameters within the resolution would place Pennsylvania in a much better position to receive federal money as the Federal Highway Administration rolls out a new five-year, $350 million competitive grant program to fund wildlife crossings. I'm very pleased to welcome my guests, the sponsor of the House Resolution, Pennsylvania State Representative Mary Jo Daly, representing District 148, part of Montgomery County, and Stephanie Wine, water and conservation advocate with Penn Environment. My thanks to both of you for joining me today. Thanks for the invitation, Karen. It's good to be with you. Thanks so much for having us. First, let me say I personally believe this resolution has been a long time coming and that environmental advocates are certainly grateful for your support in presenting and moving this resolution forward. It's also quite timely given that on March 21st of this year, the Executive Office of the President, Council on Environmental Quality, issued a memorandum on ecological connectivity and wildlife corridors. So, Representative Daly, did the federal memo aid in your development and movement forward with H.R. 87? We had been working on uh, this resolution for a number of years. It goes back to 2018. But the fact that the federal government was putting additional money up uh, for wildlife corridors and uh, to avoid vehicular accidents that involve wildlife, we thought it was really important to get it on the schedule. And since it was assigned to Uh, the committee that I chair, I had complete control over bringing it up for a vote in committee. And I was pretty sure that my leadership would then bring it up for a vote on the floor. So it wasn't a long time, you know, push from the federal government, but having that money out there, it really did put emphasis on getting it done early this session. So on April 25th, one month after the federal council issued their memo, you presented H.R. 87, and as you mentioned, was referred to the House Committee on Tourism and Economic Recreation Development, which you chair. Then on May 23rd, less than a month later, the resolution was adopted by the House. So my impression then is that this initiative has significant support. So would you please give us an overview of the resolution and why addressing these issues is so important? So I first learned about wildlife carters back in 2017. I was at a meeting of the National Caucus of Environmental Legislators, and they were talking about uh, wildlife carters as a way to address um, connectivity issues for habitat issues for wildlife. And there was a senator from New Hampshire who had uh, just gotten a study approved in his state, and that seemed a good place to start. And it was also presented as a bipartisan issue, which I was really, I was really eager to um, work on something that both sides of the house would be able to agree to. So we introduced it. Uh, this was the third session it was introduced, and the second time that it actually got a committee hearing because it passed it through the transportation committee last session, which was really terrific. And it was up for a vote on the floor, but didn't get voted on. But the interest in it had been really strong across the state. And I think Stephanie can really address that because she was out there 
talking to legislators all, all over the state. And we had a good number of prime co-sponsors. There were articles being written uh, in statewide media that were talking about Carters and people were writing in and letting us know that this was something they were interested in. And I think the interest comes because so many people have experienced accidents on the roads um, with deer or, but then even, you know, it, it even goes to smaller animals because um, I had visited some of the rehab centers that we have across the state. And, you know, you see these smaller animals that are also being hurt by human interaction. And we were also watching what was happening in other states because a lot of states were really moving forward with Carter. So it did seem to be an important issue. I, I think it's a really important issue. It was sometimes a little hard to explain to people, but I think that we did a pretty good job of it. And we had bipartisan support for the legislation. The vote was, I think, 129 to 72. That's a good vote. It's not unanimous, but in these days, uh, winning by that significant a number really meant a lot. Yeah, really. yeah we'll take it. And, and, if I, and if I can add to that, we were really grateful um, at Penn Environment that Representative Daly wanted to take up this issue um, a few years ago and that it was done in this bipartisan way. So the other lead sponsor on this bill, um, on this resolution, excuse me, is uh, Jason Orditai of, of Western Pennsylvania. So there was that that bipartisan support. And I think it's because you know, sort of left, right, and center, everyone can agree that Pennsylvania has this magnificent, this magnificent set of natural resources and our wonderful wildlife, you know, from the elk and black bear of the more wild parts of the state to, you know, our state birds, <laughs> erupt grouse, to our little, you know, amphibians and turtles that people don't think of as needing wildlife crossings, but absolutely get in really big trouble when they need to cross the road. You know, we have these incredible wildlife resources in Pennsylvania, but that habitat is increasingly broken up by highways, by our energy infrastructure and things like, um, you know, gas operations and pipelines and power lines um, and just by sprawl, by, you know, new housing developments chewing into previously wild areas. And so when we create all those barriers, it prevents our wildlife from, it creates separate populations. Little And so they aren't able to mate, they aren't able to forage, they aren't able to migrate. And so you wind up with these isolated populations that are subject to inbreeding, which makes them vulnerable to disease and makes them um, vulnerable to climate change. Um, wildlife corridors are now especially important as we see ranges shifting as our climate warms and animals are moving higher in altitude and farther north in search of uh, better habitat. Um, and Pennsylvania, you know, what we do here in terms of habitat connectivity has hemispheric implications. We're part of the Atlantic Flyway and birds migrate from Central America and down south up to, you know, New England and Canada. And so when we make sure that there is intact habitat for them to traverse, we're not only doing so much to protect Pennsylvania's wildlife, it's really a service to, to Eastern North America's wildlife integrity in general. Um, we have some of the, the biggest unbroken forests on the East Coast. And when we can link those habitats, the benefit for wildlife across the Eastern seaboard is really huge. Let me go back. I'll, I'll go back one step. So between, and either one of you can answer, but Representative Daly, for example, what was your interest in wildlife in the first place? It's a bit unusual, I would say. You don't hear politicians 
representatives, senators, etc., talking a lot about wildlife. You did mention earlier regarding the highway issues, you know, and, and collisions with wildlife, etc. Uh, so that's a very practical reason for engaging and, and putting in these wildlife corridors. But from a personal perspective, what was your interest in the wildlife? So I was a Girl Scout Aha. pretty much my whole life starts. from second grade to high school. <laughs> and one of the things that I learned in Girl Scouts was that you're supposed to leave things better than you found them. And we used to do a lot of camping and outdoor hikes and things like that. And so then stepping forward to when I was at that meeting of the National Caucus of Environmental Legislators, it struck something in me that reminded me of my Girl Scout days and how important the outdoors is. And wildlife are a part of the outdoors. And when we, you know, I remember uh, one of the first meetings we had with folks from the Department of Community and Natural Resources, they wanted us to change. They didn't want us to talk, describe it as wildlife carters. They wanted conservation carters because they were looking at things like climate change and they're concerned about plants and trees and fish and mammals. So, you know, and, and birds, of course. So, you know, it seemed to just tie in and give me an opportunity to think back on my own personal life and why I love being outdoors so much. And I'm not a hunter and I'm not a fisher fisher person and I'm not, you know, I don't bird watch, but I love being outdoors. And I feel like when you are out there, it just gives you such a sense of peace and calm. And in that point, we're intruding on where the wildlife is. And I think we need to be really careful about it. And also, I live in an area where the deer have taken over in a lot of places. So, you know, when I would drive from my Conshohocken office to my home in Narberth, I would always have to be really careful about deer jumping into the road. I was told by the Game Commission that we feed them too well. They're not going to go back into the other areas, but there were ways that this could really help. So we had a lot of support from the different uh, commissions and departments uh, in the state. And when those folks talk, like for instance, talking to somebody in the Department of Transportation, he talked about how important it was where these were cited because if they were in the middle of a four road highway in a grassy area, that would potentially hurt pollinators. And I thought, oh my God, somebody from the Department of Transportation is talking about pollinators. So I felt like I kept meeting people who really cared about wildlife and the outdoors, and it just spurred me on to to keep going because conservation is a part of looking at the environment. And it's I felt like it was just something really important, and it was kind of how I grew up and what, what was of value to me. I mean, it was something that it was like taking care of the environment, but doing it in this way really looked out for animals, it looked out for human beings, and uh, the addition of all of those areas, the plant life, as well as the aquatic life, the birds. I mean, I remember talking to folks at the Audubon Society, and they were really excited because the Kittitini Ridge is a very important area in Pennsylvania. They had done economic analysis of what the benefits of the environment were to it. And they were enthused because of what Stephanie mentioned with, you know, the um the trails that the birds take through the air. I, she said it much more beautifully. The Atlantic Flyway. <laughs> the Atlantic Flyway. 
But when you visit places and you, um, like Middle Creek in Lebanon County, you see what the Game Commission has done to put plots of land together to create a place where snow geese come and land. And it's just, I don't know, all of this feels very personal to me and proud of Pennsylvania to see the beautiful state that we have and how do we keep it beautiful because we're also a big fossil fuel state. And, you know, so there are competing interests. And I think that in the long run, you want to have a healthy state. And I think that this kind of bill actually really contributes to that health. And I think it also helps you make it better than you found it. And so it was very apropos that you're the one who actually submitted and presented this particular resolution, given the committee that you sit on. Plus, um, it's heartening, very heartening, to hear your own personal experiences and how it's molded you as a representative and then your interest in conservation activities and especially with wildlife, since what would a forest be if we didn't have birds or any of those animals? Well, we're going to take a a short break for the moment. You are listening to the Elchar Chronicles with my guests, Pennsylvania State Representative Mary Jo Daly, representing District 148, part of Montgomery County, and Stephanie Wine, water and conservation advocate with Penn Environment, discussing the recent House resolution to help protect Pennsylvania's critical animal habitats, including wildlife corridors. Do stay tuned. Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100 extension 4 or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you. Welcome back to the Elchar Chronicles. We are talking with Pennsylvania House Representative Mary Jo Daly and Penn Environment Water and Conservation Advocate Stephanie Wine regarding the recent passage of House Resolution 87 on the study and reporting of critical animal habitats, including wildlife corridors. Prior to the break, Representative Daly was providing insights of the resolution as well as her own personal interest in moving this resolution forward. So with the requirements delineated in the resolution, the committee only has a year and a half to comply. It certainly seems like a monumental task. Is it achievable? We met with the Legislative Budget and Finance Committee several times as we went through the process, and they have been very supportive in reviewing the legislation and giving us some feedback on it. And earlier this year, uh, the new executive director for the LBFC uh, met with us, and we provided him with a lot of information about who we had spoken with, the different organizations, and I think we also, there were a series of webinars that were put on at one point. We gave him information about those. So he was interested so he could start to take a look at it. So we've gotten nothing but support from that organization as the one that will do the study. And they seem to, they they told us that they believe that they have the, the staff and the ability to carry it out. And we tried to get them to do it in 12 months, but they really said, no, we really feel like we need 18 months because we want to make sure that we are thorough in our product that we give to you. 
And I think what's important to note is that this draws on a lot of existing information. And so Mm -hmm. we're not starting from scratch. This study will be, you know, it's not the Legislative Budget and Finance Committee going out to the Kittatinny Ridge and looking at the, the spaces themselves. What it is is putting together all these existing resources from um, organizations and agencies that have been doing this work for a really long time. And so organizations like the Western Pennsylvania um, Conservancy um, have a lot of data that's going to be really useful, the Wildlands Network, and the agencies themselves, PennDOT, the Game Commission, the DCNR, have already been thinking a lot about, you know, native plantings and this, these sorts of things. And so what the, the real task of the committee is to pull together so much of the work that's already been done so that it is in one place and we have that 10,000 foot view. Um, and so they're not, it's a big task, but they aren't starting from scratch. Let me also ask, we're speaking of partners and looking at existing resources. So I'll turn to Stephanie. Stephanie, Pen Environment, can you give us an overview of the organization and a little bit more about your own role within the organization? Yeah, so Penn Environment, we're actually a statewide group. So we have offices in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, and we work all across the Commonwealth to protect Pennsylvania's our air, our water, um, to fight for a safe and livable climate, and to protect Pennsylvania's uh, wildlife and open spaces. Um, and so in my role as the water and conservation advocate, I am specifically concerned about issues of water pollution from stream to tap, so protecting our headwater streams, addressing the growing crisis of PFAS pollution, um, and working on uh, lead in our drinking water, specifically in schools, is something I do a lot of work on. Um, And then also working on things like making sure that our parks are open and funded um, and that we protect Pennsylvania's wildlife, which is why working on this has been such a thrill. Um, My background was originally in wildlife biology, um, I, I thought I was going to be a scientist and from like a long, proud line of nerds, my dad's a physicist. I thought that, you know, that's one of the ways we solve the world's problems is we get in the lab or we get out in the field and we do our research and then the people in power can implement the solution. And um, I started a PhD studying threatened frogs down in Panama. And what I realized pretty quickly was that scientists actually know how to clean our air, how to clean our water, what to do about endangered species, what to do about climate change. What's missing is the political will to actually implement those solutions. Wildlife biologists absolutely know how we can improve habitat connectivity and prevent fragmentation. They've known for years. Um, And so the real gap, it seemed, wasn't the research. It was getting our leaders um, in places like Harrisburg and in Washington to do that. And so I decided the better use of my time would be working on that issue of political will. Um, which is why it's so gratifying to see some of that come to fruition. The role of Penn Environment, we know that when you talk to people all across the state, they want their parks open and funded. They want clean water to drink. They want fewer smog days. But we don't always see action that reflects that from our elected leaders. You know, not everyone is taking up these issues on their own, like Representative Daly is. And so our job is to leverage that grassroots citizen power, hold our elected officials' feet to the fire, and get those policies on the books and to, and to educate about what solutions do exist for the folks that we elect to, to make those decisions. So then from Penn Environment and your perspective, so what is your role, if you have a role, which I presume, but what is your role in helping to organize or gather some of the existing resources, you know, to help out the Budget and Finance Committee on ensuring they have all the appropriate information that they need. 
So there was a list of organizations already drawn up that the Legislative Budget and Finance Committee is going to be consulting with. Some of those groups I, I named earlier, um, like the Western Pennsylvania Conservancy um, and Wildlands, and a lot of the you know the groups working to protect the Kitty Tinney Ridge. And so some of the experts who work less on passing policy and more have the deep knowledge of what these habitats need, um, as well as the agencies. And so the the LBFC already has sort of a picture of the stakeholders that they're going to consult. And then the thing that we as advocates get to think about is what comes next. So when that study, and I represent her daily, and I've already been talking about this, is when this study comes out, you know, what do we do with that information and being ready as a state to act on what we find? Um, because it's great to have that information. It's certainly on its own. The study is a huge step forward. It'll inform agency decisions. It will be really helpful. But, you know, what can, the, what can the state do to then take what we find and put it into place and to then actually develop? So the next step will be developing a wildlife corridor plan, a conservation corridor plan for Pennsylvania based on what we find. And so we're excited to be part of all those next steps and building the political will in the Capitol. Can I just add that I'm really excited about the way Penn Environment is so helpful because they really did reach out to uh, representatives across the state and really helped us move it forward. But in addition to that, we met twice a month for a few years, just hammering out the strategy of how we could get this voted on. And I will tell you that we met with a group of folks. There was a Pennsylvania Habitat Connectivity Group. Uh, the Endangered Species Coalition was working with us at one point. Uh, we made friends with the Th Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership, and that's a whole group of sportsmen and women groups. And so they all had a different way of looking at this, but they all pitched together. And that advocacy group grew as we were moving along over the past few years. So I'm excited because I do think we're all taking a rest right now, maybe till the budget is over. And then I'm hoping that we're going to be able to start having those meetings again to talk about next steps because LBFC has 18 months. So do we to consider what the next steps are. It's exciting. So in effect, then, what do you think, Representative Daly, what do you think is your role now perhaps shepherding this process? Well, since we had 129 members vote for this, and we had a really good partnership with a Republican co-prime sponsor, uh, Representative Rutitai, I feel like we continue the work and continue to educate our colleagues about how the importance of this and work with the departments as they need us to, but really keeping an eye on the potential federal funding because then the administration would be the group that would be applying for that. So I think it's a matter of keeping touch and keeping this in the front of people's minds, not that this is a, you know, one done and we're finished. I, I feel like there's, this is just the beginning of something. Yeah. And there are national conversations going on about this also. So I think that that's also helpful because if we want to be competitive and as elected people, we have some level of competitiveness. We want Pennsylvania to move forward with this also and not be 
a state that's not getting any of these federal funds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also read 13 states had already uh, implemented this kind of activity, the wildlife corridors, etc. So other states are moving forward. So I yeah. personally appreciate, as I said earlier, I do appreciate the fact that you've, you're shepherding this, you're, you're moving this forward. So thank you. But I would be remiss if I didn't ask regarding budgeting. Um, so you did mention the federal potential federal funds that might be available. Uh, are there other funds? Like, are you looking at other grant opportunities, et cetera? Um, I think that's probably in the next steps that we would be looking out for what what else would be available. And also continuing to work with the departments. Because I, I want to also stress the fact that the Game Commission, the Fish and Boat Commission, DCNR, all of those organizations were very interested and very helpful with this. So they're also doing work as well as the organizations that Stephanie talked about. What we've been able to do is pull it together so that it's not all siloed in different organizations, but we have something that we can all potentially work from. And that Federal Highway Administration money, that in the, it was in the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act of 2021. And so the, one of the requirements for getting that money is having a plan. And so for Pennsylvania to be competitive, um, and to receive some of that money, it's really critical that we're doing this study, which will allow us to sort of have the game plan to go to the federal government and say, you know, Pennsylvania, we have our stuff in order. We know what projects we want to do. Otherwise, if, you know, if we don't do that, if we don't have a plan, we're just going to leave money on the table, which, you know, Pennsylvania, we're always top five for wildlife vehicle collisions in the country. We have, you know, over 160,000 wildlife vehicle accidents each year. It costs the Commonwealth millions of dollars. And so given that, we definitely shouldn't be leaving these federal funds. And so it's really important that we put together the plan that will make us a good candidate. And it's also really gratifying. You know, Penn Environment does work on behalf of Pennsylvanians on federal policy as well. We, we were working hard to pass an infrastructure bill that included funding for wildlife corridors. And so I want to bring it full circle and make sure that Pennsylvania actually gets some of that money that Penn Environment um, and our partners at Environment America, our national partner, fought so hard for. So it would be a shame if uh, if we at Penn Environment worked to get some of those fun- that funding in the uh, infrastructure bill, and then we don't actually get to spend it on Pennsylvania roads and Pennsylvania wildlife. So yes, we definitely need to make sure that we we don't let this opportunity pass us by, which is why Representative Daly's resolution was so so timely. Well, let me ask: Is there anything else you'd like to add? So we'll start with Representative Daly. I don't know that I have anything really to add, excepting I do, I, I really thought it was important to give a shout out to all of those organizations and that Stephanie and I both um, talked about because this was a group thing and I was really happy. Uh, believe me, I didn't know about Carter's back in 2017 and they've become an important thing in my life. So I think it's been, it's been a great project to work on and it's got, you know, future work to do. So it keeps you busy. And it has major benefits for the public, um, all Pennsylvanians. Stephanie, anything else you would like to add? Yeah, over the weekend, I got out of the car and carried a turtle across the road. And I was thinking, man, when they repave this road, wouldn't it be cool if they could put in those tunnels that help, you know, turtles and amphibians get from pond to pond? And it really brought home, like, why (laughs) this is so important. And especially, you know, in the spring, any wildlife rescuer or rehabber will tell you this is when there's the most incidents with young animals getting hit by cars or not being able to, to get to the resources they need. And it just 
it brought it to the forefront of my mind how important this is. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to this having been the first step and everything that comes after. And there's groups reaching out to us saying, you know, how can we help? How can we work on the next steps? I think it's really hard to get something done sometimes in Harrisburg. And the fact that we were able to get this first step across the finish line has really inspired a lot of organizations um, and individuals to step up and ask, you know, what can we do next? So it's, it's we're just at a really exciting point. Can I just add one more short thing? I was driving out to Berks County uh, and going up to the Northeast Extension and then getting on to 22. And I don't remember which road it was on, but I was on a road and ahead of me, I could see a small deer crossing the highway and it stopped at a barrier and it turned around and went back over. And I thought, oh my gosh, there it is. There's like exactly what we've been talking about is this, you know, very young deer, but he had the sense in turning around and nobody hit him. The traffic wasn't really bad at that point. And it, it's just... I don't know, it brings home that this actually does happen on a regular basis. And if there were safer ways to get across, the animals would figure it out. The animals would figure it out. And I think that there's real promise in doing this work. I agree. And I think almost everyone, every Pennsylvanian has had some kind of similar experience to what both of you have explained. So this has been an excellent discussion regarding... Pennsylvania House Resolution 87 for a study and commensurate report on the current status, management, and benefits of conservation corridors here in the Commonwealth. My guests have been Pennsylvania State Representative Mary Jo Daly, representing District 148, part of Montgomery County, and Stephanie Wine, water and conservation advocate with Penn Environment of Philadelphia. My absolute sincere thanks to both of you. This is Karen Elchar. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to WDIY. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on the Elchar Chronicles. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.